0: At University of Virginia Health System, we are for sharing the latest health information from top minds to keep you and
1: your family healthy. With UVA Health System Radio, here's Melanie Cole. Do you know what the key components of a heart-healthy diet really are? My guest today is Mary Lou Perry. She's a registered dietitian, nutritionist, and a certified diabetes educator at UVA Health System. Welcome to the show, Mary Lou. What are the seven simple steps outlined by the American Heart Association to avoid cardiovascular disease?
0: Well, thanks, Melanie. I appreciate uh, being on. The life simple, actually seven small steps to big changes uh, is the American Heart Association's call to action for the population to decrease cardiovascular risk. And there are seven small steps that uh, people are encouraged to do. One is to manage blood pressure. Secondly, to keep blood cholesterol at or near normal, manage blood glucose, not smoking, and if you do, to quit smoking, increasing your physical activity to at least 150 minutes a week, losing weight if you are overweight or obese, and then finally, the one that's near and dear to my heart, eating well. So, those are all those things that can go into a that go into a heart-healthy lifestyle and reducing the risk of cardiovascular disease or
1: cardiovascular death. What's involved in eating healthy? People see so much, Mary Lou, in the media and all around, and it can be a bit confusing when they're hearing about carbohydrates are not good for you or fats are not good. You should eat more protein, less protein. Clear some of this heart-healthy eating up for us. There's no
0: doubt about it. There are lots of mixed messages out there, and depending on someone's uh, uh, ability to communicate, you might hear one louder than the other. But um, here's what uh, here's what we do know: people do not eat in nutrients. People don't think about, well, uh, I'm going to have two carbohydrates today and one fat today. People think in terms of food. And so we have to start talking to people about eating healthy, not with nutrients, but eating healthy with real food. So what does that actually look like? The big players here for heart-healthy eating um, are always going to be fruit and vegetables across the board, no matter what study that you read, no matter what study population or what kind of conditions, what seems to really um, uh, get filtered through one time and time again is the benefit of consuming lots of fruit and lots of vegetables. We also know so I would just say to uh, to somebody i 'm working with if they 're only eating, and most of us are or very few of us are getting the recommended amounts of fruits and vegetables so first, just start with that uh, by adding. Uh, more fruits and vegetables to the way that you eat. Now, what that will mean is that you're actually increasing healthy carbohydrate. And in doing so, you're decreasing saturated fat, cholesterol, and total fat. So, uh, But you, but the patient hears it or the person hears it as something that they can do, an actionable step that's relatively simple. I can eat more fruit and vegetables. So, uh, So I I get why there's a lot of confusion, but we can clear that up by just some basic, simple steps. I already talked about the benefits of fruit and vegetables, and and we also know that fish and regular consumption of fish is associated with decreasing cardiovascular risk and having real benefit. Uh, What's now recommended for the population is at least two fish meals a week. And if that fish could be some kind of... um, omega-3, rich in omega-3 fatty acid, all the better. So something like salmon, mackerel, or tuna. But even if it isn't, the fact that you're consuming seafood uh, or fish means that you're getting significantly less fat and significantly less saturated fat. So we know fruits and vegetables are good. We know that consuming more fish, uh, especially are about two servings per week, we also know that there are certain kinds of fat, not so much the 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 how much, but it 's really about the what kind uh, when it comes to when it comes to fat and this is also where a lot of the confusion comes from. Many people have probably heard the Mediterranean diet or heard of the mediterranean style eating. That is uh, what we think about when we think about heart-healthy diet because one of the things that they do really well in the Mediterranean is eat well because they eat locally and they don't eat processed foods. They also use lots and lots of olive oil for flavoring and for cooking. So that's a real important component of eating healthy and decreasing the amount of saturated fat and increasing the amount of healthy fat. So that would be in the form of using olive oil when you can. Um, Additionally, it is important to decrease uh, saturated fat as well as cholesterol. Now, what does that look like? Uh, What's the recommendation, the real food recommendation? That would be increase the amount of chicken, uh, um, turkey, and lean cuts of beef that you're eating. Decrease uh, the amount that you're eating. And then finally, keep the style of cooking Bake, broiled, or grilled so that you're decreasing total fat not only in the cooking but total fat and the type of meat as well as the amount of meat. Generally, what we tell patients as a good rule of thumb is to use a deck of cards. And uh, a deck of cards is the perfect portion for uh, serving size of meat. So, so far you've got eating more fruits and vegetables, consuming healthy fats such as olive oil, eating more fish, and using leaner cuts of meat or types of meat. And then what we also know is that decreasing fried foods becomes important. That will decrease the total fat um, and the amount of saturated fat and finally the calories. We, um, one of the things that we also know is that two-thirds of our population are struggling with weight issues. And that means that a majority of the people that we come across probably could lose um, some weight. To lose some weight, you want to do that slowly, and you want to cut back on calories. The way to do that is to decrease um, high-calorie foods like uh, fried foods and snack foods. Another thing that has come about, Melanie, that quite interestingly, um, or more recently in the last couple of years, is the whole area of sugar. It used to be that sugar wasn't recommended because of the extra calories or the impact it has on dental cavities. But now we know that probably that, the, that sugar is probably a bigger culprit in cardiovascular disease, diabetes, and other kinds of metabolic-type type syndromes. And if we look at population studies, we know that Americans across the board Are consuming too much sugar. In fact, the average um, sugar consumption in a teaspoon a day, now this just isn't added sugar, but what's contained in food, uh, average sugar consumption for most Americans is 22 teaspoons of sugar. And what the American Heart Association is saying, as well as the U.S. Dietary Guidelines is, let's cut that in half. Cut that down to about 10 teaspoons a day, or um, approximately 100 calories coming from simple sugars or added sugars. So that's a very interesting piece and something people can um, start thinking about. I think the way that that would work in um, a a meal plan is look at the beverages that you're consuming. And are you consuming regular uh, soda pop? Are you consuming um, sugar-containing beverages? Cut back on those and even cut back on... Um, fruit drinks that aren't always 100% fruit, that they do contain added sugars. So watching the beverage intake and trying to limit your beverage intake to mostly uh, water, coffee and tea that's unsweetened. But again, I think we can sometimes make it more complicated than it needs to be by focusing on a micronutrient or a macronutrient by picking on B12 or B6 or picking on carbohydrate, protein, and fat, but it really makes sense to take a couple steps back and look at it in terms of, how do I make sense of this, and what do I put on my plate, and how do I do this day after day? So using those general guidelines will help people navigate uh, a confusing world around food and nutrition when it comes to cardiovascular health. Um, So Melanie, does that answer your question?
1: It certainly does, Mary Lou. What an amazing guest you are. I have one last question for you. What do you want people to do? Give us your best advice. When they dine out, to follow these bits of information that you've given us today, and they were such great bits of information, but when they dine out, they look at that menu, and they don't know whether one thing is healthy or not. They see avocados. They think that's going to be healthy, but some people say that's a very high-calorie, high-fat food what do you want them to know about dining out? Great question.
0: And I do want to just uh, as a sidebar when it comes to avocados, avocados are very healthy foods. They're very high in these monounsaturated fats. And so avocados, though, are high in calories, they also pack a punch. So I would say avocados um, on the whole are healthy because of their healthy fat. But let me get a uh, get to the the real question was, what do we do when we go out to eat? How do we know how to maneuver these dietary guidelines or these dietary recommendations when we eat out? I think, first and foremost, just remember, when you eat out, most serving sizes are much too large or way too big uh, for most people. And so ask for a doggy bag, even before you order. Just say, I want to get a doggy bag, doggy bag, or simply split the entree uh, with a friend that way, you're cutting back on uh, literally to half the calories and half the fat. Um, additionally, with that, you want to watch out for kind of fancified types of food, if you will. Those are things with heavy sauces and gravies, and stick with plain things. So, like a plain steak, not a 16 ounce ribeye, but maybe a, a four ounce sirloin, which is not covered in blue cheese or not covered in some kind of special sauce. So I think you wanna look for words like plain or not fried. Um, And then another thing is just ask questions Many times in restaurants you can make wonderful substitutions that aren't always listed or clear in the menu. So if you're looking at decreasing total calories or decreasing total fat and on the menu french fries are served, ask your server if you can substitute a steamed vegetable in place of that um in place of those french fries. You're going to get Healthy carbohydrate, you're going to get a lot less calories, uh, and uh, you're going to get a lot more fiber, all of which are heart healthy. So I would say just kind of go armed with a healthy curiosity, ask questions of your server, and some restaurants are now partnering with the American Heart Association for um, heart healthy entrees. So sometimes you can even look for that as a shortcut to making healthier choices. The one piece of advice that I would give people when they're getting fast food is to think small. So when I say that, think like a kid, get the kid's meal. Most times you can ask the fast food restaurant for the kid's meal. That way you're getting much smaller portions of what's been offered. So I think as a rule of thumb, when you go for fast food, think small and talk and uh, also ask the same questions about making some of those healthy substitutions.
1: Thank you so much for being with us today, Mary Lou. It's really great information. You're listening to UVA Health Systems Radio, and for more information, you can go to uvahealth.com. That's uvahealth.com. This is Melanie Cole. Thanks so much for listening.